Watch mm. this. It's Bonehead Weekly. So, James, you pitched us an idea. Well, see, Joe, these kids today, they like to get on the, the, the series of tubes, you see. And they like to do this hashtag unpopular opinion stuff. And some people love that. And then I thought, what else has a place in Americana that we should not touch, but we're going to touch anyway? And that, of course, would be uh, anyone. We're not allowed to touch anyone. Um, well, not according. Is it the Divinals that tell me that when they think about me, they anyway. Um, They're not talking to you specifically, bud. Well, it's just what the radio says. It says when I think about the radio you, and I was told you to kill the video star. I know I delight. Did. I, I know... did, and that's why I'm not allowed in Canada. Mm. I know delight says the music's in the heart. Yeah, which, nah, nah, nah. which causes arrhythmia, as it turns out. Uh, anyway, no. So I thought, why don't we combine these two trends and try to get trending ourselves? It's not going to work. Um, and do unpopular disney opinions where we just say what we think about what disney should be doing better because if there is anything we know is that disney aspires to the level of success that we have Chad, you go and then i have several questions okay well no i was just going to say god and then you can go all i'm going to say this has to set a record for bonehead weekly in the 200 and some odd episodes we've done this is the fastest we've ever moved into the topic well, hold on. And the reason is, is because, first of all, we all agree Halloween Kills killed our souls. Oh, yeah. Now that we've eventually all seen it. But that has nothing to do with Disney. What we're going to talk about today, what we're going to talk about, I have no idea. Because, you see, James, when you were pitching this idea, I was like, well, we could talk about the Disney movies that are popular that I don't like. And then I started Googling and kind of researching Disney movies that are popular that were not popular, that weren't overly successful. And it turns out there's about a third of those pieces of shit that I really like, and I think people who say that they suck should burn in hell. Well, there you go. There's your unpopular Disney opinion. So what movie do you well, think? Well, I'm going to get started right now with the people who should burn in hell, and they keep shitting on it. They shit on it in documentaries when they're talking about finding sleeping sleep Cinderella's and whatnot. They shit on it on reviews on other places all over the web. Oh, God, Joe's going to go about Song of the South. Brace yourself. Oh, <laughs> I've actually never seen. I've only seen. Part. Well, actually, I probably saw it as a kid. When they, Wait, you've never seen Song of the South? I cannot well, remember. Well, sweet potato pie and I shut my shut mouth. Shut my mouth. Let me keep going. I was about to blow my own gasket. And that's the only way, gentlemen, I'm getting blown. Now, people shit on this all the time, especially Disney purists about this being a dark time for Disney. I can tell everyone right now to have a big bowl of suck it. The Black Cauldron is pretty damn good. It just isn't necessarily for everyone. But no. that is pretty good. Home on the Range, I get it. Sucks a dick. But Black Cauldron is not a bad movie. I didn't know that was actually an opinion. I thought I thought it actually had garnered fair, more more popularity since it came out. I didn't know that people hated it. I actually enjoyed. Go it. watch. Fly, is it finding? Finding. Uh, waking sleeping. Waking Beauty. sleeping Beauty. I'm sorry. They shit on that for five minutes in that movie. Does anybody? Which is based on. It was based on a very successful book, by the way. It's a fantasy book. Um, which yeah yeah I mean. It, but you know, I agree. James, do you remember what I'm talking yeah. about? They're like, oh, yeah. and then it all went to pot when we got to the Black Cauldron, and everybody. It literally would be the scene. If this was an episode of CSI, Chad, it would be right before what's his name takes off his shades and they David scream. The, yeah, but and they scream the the intro song. Wow. They, yeah, they look pretty much. It's the. Oh my God! This thing obviously killed Disney, and then he'd take off the shades, and the trailer would start. The now, song let would me start. start defending the Black Cauldron and admitting that it is not a perfect movie. It is, it is a little uneven and it's tonally dysfunctional in places, but it is far superior to Treasure Planet. It is superior to Atlantis. I other movies that I just don't understand that I know well Treasure Planet was bomb but I'm pretty sure Atlantis wasn't they did Atlantis well, got sequels I mean they were direct video but yeah <clears throat> the problem is, is it is a dark story 
Brian? Yeah, yeah my biggest problem, I, I didn't care for the ending of The Black Cauldron, but I actually don't remember the ending off the top of my head. But yeah, no, I, I but that being said, Chad just hates it because people survive and Chad wanted the demons to win. It was just, no, it was just too corny of an ending. It was, it was, it was so dark and the ending just got corny. But oh that day he said, I still enjoyed it. It didn't bother me. Which is what I just, right? It's tonally, yeah. the tone of it is uneven. It opens with a little and then goes dark with John. With with the voice of the of the bag of the big bad, who John Hurt, yeah, it was done by John Hurt, and then it goes it, it flops a little too much. It's a little like Sword in the Stone in that sense of the little boy kind of not, but it's still I don't understand why that one's the one that for me when I'm watching, I I keep picking up Waking Sleeping Beauty, picking on it, but and it's a wonderful wonderful documentary. But it's not the only place I've seen that. I've watched tons of videos where the, oh God, uh, I, I, I will try to remember before the end of the show to give him a shout out because they do fantastic, he does fantastic YouTube. I've talked about him on here before about the history of all things Disney, but he even picks on it. Black Cauldron, people pick on it all the time and I don't know why. Why, why do you think, Other Joe, than it, it failed and it was well, the reasons I gave, but, I, but why do you think suck too. Why do you think that Oliver and companies get spared that and Black Cauldron doesn't? But I tried watching Oliver and Company last year. Thank you so much for bringing that shit up. I couldn't make it through it. Mm. My kid didn't make it through it. And on top of that, on those lists, it shows up often. Oliver and Company, by the way, just real quick. Has I, two like all, I, I like Oliver and Company, so I'm not. I'm in the middle between you all two then because I like billy joel like songs it, but my kid couldn't make it through it and i was bored so i like billy joel songs and it's got cheech Marin going for it yeah because it's this the knee to the wall i mean that's what it's got going for it's got mm-hmm. it's got good casting for an 80s cast ben midler's in it too i mean yeah so but like i said cheech Marin and billy joel it's another one of those guys google it. it's like the worst disney movies blah, blah, blah. it's on. but 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 I, what I was saying is Black Cauldron gets the brunt of it. I think I think Oliver and Company gets spared when, in all fairness, I remember Oliver and Company being pretty savaged at the time by, by mm-hmm. people. And Black Cauldron didn't get that that I remember. Maybe it did. I just don't remember. Yeah. So if you go by Rotten Tomatoes, the number 10 is Oliver and Company, the worst Disney movies. <laughs> yeah, I- I just had I, I I had a hard time like the bigger the bigger Disney movies I was never a fan of it was the lesser ones I can't say Black Cauldron was on that list because I didn't see Black Cauldron until I was a lot older but all it of was in the vault forever yeah I, I, I can remember that it used to come with when you bought a Disney VHS it would come with the list right it was uh-huh. in one of the papers and I can remember seeing the Black Cauldron and saying what is this well I'd like to see this one and and you know even my parents said yeah that's not been out for a long time son you're gonna have to wait and finally they unvaulted it and yeah whatever anyway all right who's next um well i'll follow up james if that's okay because i'm he talked about a movie that is underrated that gets shit on i want to talk about a movie that gets praised that i think is crap beauty and the beast is trash all right well you're dead to me (laughs) so i am in the middle All right. I tried rewatching it last October while we were we were actually thinking about eating at Bell's Castle. And if you're ever at Disney, it is in Fantasyland. It's beautiful. You can go in and see the Rose. It's a wonderful restaurant. But food's okay, and that gray stuff kind of sucks. That's my review. Now, that being said, try one another one. Try and show the kid, and he got bored. <sighs> Chat. Yep. I don't care for it. I, yeah, I James, don't care for it. But James. But James. It is beautiful. So the <sighs> what it is is the amount of where they jumped from the Little Mermaid as far as animation and using more computers to do more of the 360 up from here and bring down. Yeah. Leap that it made for that. Watching it again, I can appreciate just how well it's made. And it is absolutely beautiful with two or three songs in it that you just can't get out of your head. Oh, I can't. I hate all the songs. I hate every single one of them. Now that I don't understand. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't like Beauty and the Beast. I don't I don't like uh, the 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 song she sings at the beginning. I cannot get into any of the music. It, it just, it's... But there's a, yeah, I did that one. It's a, like ear-piercing to me. It's like me listening to country music on loop. It's the same thing. I, Sorry, uh, country music listening fans. 
of um, all the of all the princess films is probably my favorite and i think it's because oh, she's gonna, not a princess she's yeah we're not. gonna get it we're gonna get into that in a minute um, and and i and i get probably my second favorite would be uh princess and the frog but i mean beauty and the beast to that's me another is, one that gets shit on that i like i yeah. like princess and the frog i do not care for um, beauty and the beast though but beauty and the beast no i, I it is it, um it is probably one of my favorite disney films um yeah, I think he's sorry. Oh, I never understand. Yeah. I mean, I understand he's, but I, I yeah. So the movie makes it worse. The movie, the yeah. live action makes it even makes the story even. Oh no, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's it. I mean, I think the reason I like it is that it is probably one of the more realistic, and that nobody's really great in it. No, yeah, even Belle's shit. I mean, that whole song at the beginning where she just she doesn't want to be a part of the town, and she thinks they're all they're all lesser than her. It's just awful. And then Beast, she like, ain't wrong. She's, I know she's not wrong, but you know, still, all three of us felt a little bit of that. Oh, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I didn't have that kind of self esteem. <laughs> hey, you desire to be there. You thought, yeah. hey, Joe, no, Chad felt like Gaston. Just let it go. I can't even pretend to say that I felt like that. No, I just, I felt, no, uh, no, and, and the woman out falls of in place. Love. I don't know that she feels that she's better than them. That's that, but out of place. I, I disagree with that. It's provincial. I mean, it's provincial, and she doesn't see herself fitting in, and she doesn't fit in. I mean, yeah, she's I don't agree with that. that, that she, she doesn't think seem that to, makes her a bad person. It just seems like she doesn't want to have anything to do with anybody in the town other than the guy who holds the books. Well, yeah, the people and by the way, the flip side of that is you know who actually probably is the best hero out of all of that, and even he is complicated maurice Clark. her father oh yeah because he's weird as the day is long but he never talks about leaving the town even though they make fun of him constantly and he wants to invent and help people even yeah. though all they do is mock he's completely and honestly, naive and, a loser. And, 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 and in the live action film he's the only one whose story arc got pl- got of it than i thought I, th- I thought they built his character a lot better than him being the you're the just bumbling. saying because it was kevin klein it, well yeah that too but yeah he was just a bumbling idiot in the cartoon but in the live action movie they turned him around and made him into something but the movie itself is terrible i mean also I, I just hated the fact that these servants who were abused before they got turned into houseware they were abused during the houseware but at the same time they suddenly go oh well we still love him and then when they get back to human they're all supporting him there's no reason for them to care about this asshole other than him turning around at the end. I mean, just none of it. Just all let of the me, movies. Let me make a quick argument for you, Chad. The only people I root for in that movie are the wolves. Um, of Wall let, Street? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he watched a very different cut. Uh, anyway, uh, let me let me make an argument for you there, though. And this is honestly the way I think about it. It's, it's kind of like the ending of The Witch. And, and let me justify that. Oh. What, what was her option? The Where witch. could she go? What else could she do? Right? There's no other choice. They're servants to a royal family. Mm -hmm. That's all they have. So they had best. I mean, I'm not saying it's right, Chad. I understand what you're saying, but I'm like, oh, God, we serve this family forever. What are we going to do now? I'm going to go open a TGI Fridays? No. (laughs) enough, I don't agree with either one of you on this because Chad, see what James is doing here. See, Chad's taking it too much hatred, and then James is like, He's using that old, let's pretend like they lived in a different time to excuse yeah. the racism. <laughs> no, 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 no. no right? why do you think, why do you they have. Man, it was 40 years ago. But why do you think I'm taking things? Why do you think I'm taking Joe, he's the far, king though? of pop. The beast was the king of pop, Joe. <laughs> what would the king of pop be doing? All right, all right. Can we all agree that the live action movie's trash? Oh, the God, live yeah. action movie, quite frankly, I actually, I'll agree with Chad here. Kevin Klein's cast well. That's I think it. Emma Emma Watson's miscasting that. I think yeah. there's a lot. I, I don't mind uh, Josh Gad as Lafru. I don't mind that. Whoever but I think Gaston Emma, was was okay. I forgot his name. Oh, uh, uh, Evan, uh, not Peters. Evan, I, the guy yeah. from Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Dan loving it. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen's okay as Gaston. And so can uh, we agree that the live action's trash? I'm trying to get us actually to in the middle. No, no, I was about to say, there's an unpopular Disney opinion I read is that all the live actions are trash and they just need to stop. Well, I agree with that. They need to stop. You're not going to stop. You can't, I know they're, you they're can't not, stop that machine that just prints no. money. No, they're not going to stop. But yeah, I agree. I don't like any of the live action movies. None of them. And I haven't seen Lion King and I don't want to. I made it about a third through it. 
so yeah, uh, but no, I just, I can't agree that uh, I just don't care for Beauty. And my daughter loves it. My daughter is a huge Belle fan and she loves Beauty and the Beast. And I sit there and watch it with her and get enjoyment out of watching her smile. No, but, man, don't. I wish you would watch something there's, else. There's, there's worse. Telling lies so now. He's, this is the second lie he's told. The first one is that he loved his community and wanted to be <laughs> part of it. The second one is no way. You're, you're, you're putting daughter's enjoyment. You're putting words in my mouth. I never said I wanted to be a part of my community. I just loved his I community, wanted to be a part of it. They just didn't want him. He lived in that castle up on the hill. <laughs> they threw things. And then this little girl shows up one day. And before you know it, Chad has has got some serious internet problems. <laughs> and right. he's in prison. James, um, let's move on. What's yours, man? Well, I'm going to go off of uh, off of what you all have kind of already said, actually. This is a good segue to that. You know what I think my unpopular Disney opinion is? They have sacrificed creativity in order to be squeaky clean and continue what they're doing. And let me give Ooh, you an example. Of this. I don't know if I can agree with that one. Let either. me give you an example of this. Some of my favorite Disney things used to be the stuff that scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you. They're not. Doing and that. there's nothing there anymore. Let me in 1929, when we got skeleton dance, mm-hmm. I mean, that was for its time, a war- animated piece of horror. It was great. We get Pinocchio, which has uh, a lot of people still argue has the transformation scene that is terrifying, and the fact that they're beat after they're transformed is horror. Yep. Fantasia, my favorite part of Fantasia, not on Bald Mountain, literally demons and all that stuff everywhere, and they're all going, "Oh, it's great!" Boring. Right? <laughs> we get Sleepy Hollow. It's classical music. Why did you, you start out with? I just hate Disney. Next up. <sighs> <laughs> I, uh, but no let's be honest with you let's uh, it's admittedly out of the three i'm not the i'm not a big i'm not as big a disney fan as you all are so yeah no but no i i'm just joking about that it actually is the best part of fantasia go ahead James. but we get the adventures of ichabod and mr toad with the sleepy hollow part being the the most for me but i mean that has it's this played some for laugh but well, even some mr. Real... Mr. mr toad is dark as hell too Oh, yeah, yeah, and the ride used to be. Yeah, Remember, what the hell? To... You could go to hell. I actually, James has got a. I, I, but I so we're to the we're to the not we're we're to the nineteen forties now. But it didn't stop. We got escape to Witch Mountain, which really they were aliens, but it had some freaky scenes in it. You had Black Hole, which has some really <laughs> freaky scenes in it. It's not a great film in parts, but it's got some really dark parts to it. Watcher in the Woods. Do you know how Watcher in the Woods was sold to Disney? The guy that picked up the rights for it and sold them to and got Disney to pay for it. Do you know how he sold it to this them? Mm. This can be Disney's The Exorcist. He sold it on the fact that it would be dark, and that was a not that was 1980. And Disney went, "Oh, yeah, we totally need an Exorcist." I don't think that conversation is happening anymore. Which leads me to something wicked this way comes. Joe, as you mentioned, the Black Cauldron, Return to Oz, and then Mickey Mouse and Runaway Brain, the short that was Academy nominated for for an Academy Award, is now vaulted because they say it's too dark, it's too scary, they don't want Mickey seen that way. And then even Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, that scene of them in skeletal form, I don't think we would get that from Disney today. I don't think they're going to go that dark on on anything like that again the margot rob uh, robbie version of pirates of the caribbean i don't know if we're going to get anything that dark out of it no i haven't seen it i can't attest to it but isn't doctor strange 2 supposed to be the first marvel horror film so i mean that's kind of i will my counter argument to that would be that they it is a disney property but i don't know how much disney has to do with marvel yeah i would say i think they're letting marvel cash them checks well i'm not a girl, um, but i'm just like saying the it's... same thing with pixar yeah but i mean i i think that's one of my big unpopular disney opinions don't get me wrong i like the family stuff i take my kids to see it i get all that stuff but disney used to occasionally give us that stuff that would li- oh dragon slayer dragon slayer is another one it had killing it had people dying left and right it was by the way a joint promotion between disney and paramount one of two films they did anybody know the other one no i don't Papa. Um, mm. Yeah. 
guess which one of those is remembered better? George R. R. Martin even says Dragon Slayer has some of the best dragons, and I forget the other person that argued uh, that it did too. Both of them well known for their love of dragons. I think it's Del Toro. Del Toro said the dragons in that. Dragon argument. Dragon Slayer has some of the best looking dragons. The unfortunate thing about Dragon Slayers, there's not enough dragons in it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you know, just to get... so early, it was so hard. Yeah, yeah, just so yeah, you know, and to give you, a, you know, they could have they we could have had a Del Toro haunted mansion, but they wouldn't give it to him. That's what I mean, and I think they're missing out on this, and this is going to be a trend through all my comments, is that they are making decisions now to preserve an image that, quite frankly, didn't exist 10 years ago. No, yeah. Disney's all about tugging at the heartstrings now. I disagree with that. Now, Walt himself made a ton of family films that were corny as hell, and called him on it more than once. We're talking about the same company that gave us the computer that wore tennis shoes and the shaggy dog and absent-minded professor. And when Walt was called on it, his official quote was, I like corn. That's true. But he also is the same people. If you watch the behind the scenes uh, making of Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus, he also said when they said, oh, we can make it kind of like a oddity or we can make it haunted. And he said, do both. Yeah. So he wasn't against terror. He wanted people to be afraid. He wanted. He was okay. That was part of the joy of it. And I, I think, I guess that's my response, Joe, is that they, they have went so far in, in preserving the corn, which I agree. I like corn. Popcorn's awesome, uh, especially with the movie. That being said, there were those things that were made when he was alive that had some real terrifying scenes in it. Yeah. I, I mean, even also, uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. There's some scenes in that that I think are 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 you know not maybe not horrific, but they're harrowing. Yeah, I think Disney's mostly about, like I said, they're either about tugging at the heartstrings or the action, basically. Yeah, and, and so I, I that that was my point is I think Disney has lost out on some opportunities to remind us of of how inventive they were i mean even even in their early well here's an example joe the transformation of of the uh queen into the crone in that's a horror scene yeah no i agree with you i don't disagreeing i think the company has transitioned several times over the years i i don't think it's all where you say it is i i think it's been ebbs and flows of darker more creative and then coming back to the kind of family thing and and as uh, this is my own opinion but as we get older we most of us tend to mellow and the movies that walt were overseeing in the 50s and 60s specifically in the 60s before he died is not the same thing as fantasia in the 40s no 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 we agree with that yeah building theme parks he's got a choo-choo train around his house yeah it's not the same it's not the same and then we see darker films later in the 80s from them like the ones you're talking about most of the ones that you just talked about unfortunately were what not huge hits they were box office poison for the most part and you got to the point in the 70s where you the most uncool studio to work for was who Disney. Nobody wanted to work for Disney. Well, and Disney for a while was kept alive by those theme parks. Yeah, and the theme parks and re-releasing those classic films over and over and over for videotape. And once again, I'll give you the name of this later on. As we segue into that, you're talking about the different topics. Something that I know, and we used to work with a lady who complained about the dead parent thing all the time. That's not really stopped. There's still always a dead parent for some mm-hmm. odd reason in a lot of these. Am I wrong, gentlemen? You know, you know I read a comment. Have you read Homer. the comment on why that was? Well, why, why they do that? Well, real quick, it has led to many conversations with my child about I don't know where their dad is. I don't know where their mom is. They died. Well, that's what this is. Keep going, yeah. James. Well, the comment. So I read a comment once, and I forget who it was, but but by one of the writers in the '80s. And he said, you know, when I started writing here and I said, you know, it'd be great if we, because there's very few exceptions, right? Meet the Robinsons, the family is still intact, but that's about. I mean, there's some Pixar exceptions. Yeah, but even then, a single mom, right? Toy Story is a single mom. Single mom. I I know. My kid loves. Well, I said there's, there's a Frozen. 
both parents are dead. Um, oh, Joe, the one that you oh, like. Oh, The Incredibles that, is an exception, obviously. Well, no, but the, there's tons of death in The Incredibles, though. Well, no, no, but the, the family, yeah. family's still alive. The, um, the, Joe, the, the movie about the, the elves that you like. Oh, Chris uh, Pratt. Lord of the Rings. No, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Onward. 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 Oh, yeah, I like Tom. Yeah, yeah, that, that's dead. a dead father. Yeah, dead. Um, yeah uh, Sorry, Big Hero like... 6. Big Hero Big 6. Hero 6 is a dead brother. Dead yeah. parents, too. It's the ant raising. Yeah, it's oh, the ant raising. That's right. That's um, right. But, so, yeah. so, so, real quick, though, the reason, uh, so this author, and I wish I remember what Princess and the author. Frog, dead father. Yep. The writer, and I can't remember the writer's name. But anyway, he said when he got hired by Disney, he was originally hired in the 80s, and some of the old crew was still around. He said, why is it that the parents never make it? And the, the, he said the writer looked at him, the old, he said the elder statesman, I think is what he called him, writer, looked at him and he was like, two reasons, kid. A, no responsible parent is going to let their kid do what we need him to do to make a movie. Nobody, no parent is going to go, oh, no, no, you go off and have this stupid adventure where you might die. No parent's going to let that happen. So we got to get him out of the way. And that leads to part B. You grow up off quick if your family's dead. And he said, and the only way you can have an adventure like that would be worthy of our way of storytelling is if you don't have anybody to watch out for you and you have to watch out for yourself. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty fair. I mean, I don't necessarily like it, but I understand why they do it. Yeah. So that Mulan that... is another exception, but she has to get away from her parents to go on the adventure. She has to sacrifice herself officially for her father. Actually, Ray and the Last Dragon. I don't think there's any parents in that. I don't know. I don't remember any of the story either. So but, okay, but back to my story. Back to my. It is nice sometimes. I'm just saying, to put in something where I don't have to explain so much. I know. Joe, why don't why don't you just start looking at your son and saying, I don't know, probably something you did. That's what my I, dad did. That turned out fine. I've said several things like that. He also started pretending a game where his mother's dead and he takes Christy around the house and says, now, do you want to be my new mom? I need to interview you. <laughs> Let me know how that's going over. Let me know. I, I haven't witnessed. Hey, mommy, drink yet. this. Mommy, drink this. <laughs> witnessed it a lot. There's not been the same scenario with dad. The only comment <laughs> I've made is this looks a lot like the old one. <laughs> hey, mommy, drink this. Son, this smells like bleach. No, Sprite, Sprite. <laughs> comment maybe quoting my dad of you don't trade it in the car, get the same car, bud. Huh. But yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, it's not a complaint, but it is definitely a Disney trope. Yeah, yeah. Dead parents. Yeah, are you all they want? There's a ton of them. Who's next? Um, I'm gonna go. So, uh, and I know both of you are gonna bash me on this one, but I, I'm a firm believer of it. James just said Belle's the best Disney princess. I'm gonna say Merida from Brave is the best princess in yeah, the Disney I can't, mythos. I can't climb that ladder. So, I just love everything about her. She is the strongest of the Disney princesses in my. Though opinion. she tries to kill her mother. It was an accident uh-huh sure sure it's an accident after, she, after she got caught <laughs> i'm gonna have to revisit that because i wonder if i'd like it better now we revisited yeah. big hero six i was not really over a fan of that and that was a little bit better the second time yeah i'm still never i've still have, I've, I've watched that a couple of times i can't yeah, get into that one likes it a lot but i was I like, like joe i was like joe brave when i first watched it i wasn't overly fond of it but oh, it, it, it 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 big lebowski me I went back and watched it a second time, a third time, and a fourth time, and a fifth time uh, because my daughter. And now he really enjoys the part where Mer where Merida goes. I can get you a toe. <laughs> yeah, my daughters really, really did like it, and I really like her as a character. Um, honestly, she's the only Disney princess that didn't need a man to resolve her conflict. She resolved it on her own. And basically, and she also, she basically said, Hold on, Hold on, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's go ahead and just burn down the last five female subscribers. James. Let me go ahead and just. Oh, God, uh, here she we did, go. She didn't need her father. Remember, he has to role play her mother. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, Chad. And he has to role play. Talking? He has to role play Merida to the mother as well. And honestly, he's one of the best dads in all Disney history, too. Uh, well, he is, because he actually cares. 
Yeah. That, it's not about an arranged marriage. No, it sort of is. I don't remember elves being in it. Or goblins. They're, and what? other fantasy elements, like the one where you're talking about your <laughs> <old> problem. <laughs> Without a man. Oh my god. Oh my god. There, there. I was I was hoping James would do it. I was no, no, I, I was he I was actually pointing out I was actually pointing goblins out and ghosts and stuff. Billy Connolly plays the father though, right? Yeah, Billy the great Billy Connolly. Yeah. I love Billy Connolly. Yeah, so do I. Um, no, her conflict is genuine and she doesn't want to conform to social societal standards. I love that. She's just like, no, I'm not marrying either one of any of so these. So it's jackasses. okay when Meredith does it, but when Belle does it, she's an outsider and you hate her. In all fairness, I she still was disagree a, with she, what he said about Belle. Fuck them. Ask about that. <laughs> I just wanted to throw I don't I'm understand just, why that makes him hate him. Uh no, that's just one of many things. I just don't care for it. You uh, just hate the French people, don't you, Chad? It's because Belle's French. And you just hate the French people. Thanks, Chad. When they, go- the, one, the one thing the Black Plague messed up on, it didn't get every one of them. Oh, my God. There <laughs> goes. Man, that's a lot more harsh than what I said. All right. We've lost women in the French. There goes <laughs> probably half of our four subscribers. And Jerry Lewis is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. No. that's okay. Just, uh, Ray- I just honestly think she didn't need anybody to save her. She saved herself with the with the love of her she love of her the parents. Love of a man. And, and, <laughs> no, she didn't need it. She didn't need it. I and I, it, it just Disney before. always went to that same trope, and Pixar didn't do it with 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 Brave. I just loved every minute of it. Oh, Especially, that's true. We're talking about Disney and not Pixar. Those are kind of two different things. Well, it's still Disney though. It is, it, yeah. But I, I, it's the reason I picked Marvel out before. I that was those are kind of. They're owned by Disney, and I'm not this I'm, for when, when, for our viewers. This isn't an argument. It's more of these kind of I wouldn't say completely autonomous, but they are their own little thing. Well, they right. existed before. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, Star Wars Beard is included with the Disney princesses, so that's why you look at them. She know. is, according to to uh, 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 Wreck It Ralph, too. And if you wanted to get really into it, I w- if you wanted to go strictly Disney, I would say Tiana is the best Disney princess out of all of them. So, but I'm still saying Meredith's the best one. No, you know, even no scratch that because I don't. Tiana Moana is the best one out of all of them, even more so than Tiana. So yeah, but no, I and and if you put all of them, including Pixar, Meredith is by far the number one number one rated rated. No more hot. You said hot. <laughs> I meant. I was gonna say. Holy oh, shit! Good say. lord. Oh, I'm so glad we recorded it. Oh god. Oh. Well, anyway, when Shay gets out of prison in ten to twenty. <laughs> The good thing she's animated. I did not mean it oh, that I found way. Another list where not only is Beauty and the Beast number one, it's more than one list where it's number one. I know, and I just I don't agree with any. I don't. That's why it's the most unpopular opinion I have is I just don't think Beauty and the Beast deserves the respect that the the the, the praise that it gets. I just do don't care for it. Never have. Chad's hatred is the second tale as old as time. <laughs> oh, Moana! Moana doesn't need a man. That's what I'm saying. That's why she's the best. If, if you want to go Disney, Moana. 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 Okay. And then you could be all right. Well, I mean, she, yeah, yeah, no, she, that's well, why that, she's. That, that, that's an entire rabbit hole you can go down. I mean, does, uh, does I The Rock, the, the, um, what's it? Why can't I remember The Rock's name in Moana? Maui. Johnson. Maui. Uh, does Maui even exist? Go back and oh. watch the movie. Nobody else ever sees it. Oh, I know. Yeah, there's that whole thing about, yeah, I've, I've heard that before, that Maui's all in her head. Yeah, Which means she's insane. <laughs> no, no, I was helped by God. Sure you were, honey. Did you put the rock back? Is the volcano going to kill us now? No? Okay, good. Go to your side. <laughs> what Ross. can I say? But you're welcome. Who's name? Is it me? I don't know. We're just I, talking. I, I, I've got one more, or I've got a couple other ones, but I, you know, another thing that I'm going to pick on Disney for is I think, and maybe it's, maybe this is my pushback to my other pushback, is that Disney has lost some of its, some of what it used to value in that it would allow horror, it would allow scary things into it that we don't see now. The other side, though, is it's making business decisions in ways that don't make sense. And, and to that point, so uh, 
it, it was announced this week that evidently negotiations with Jared Leto uh, are back for Tron 3, et cetera, et cetera. Yay. And, and listen, let me have my thing, Chad. Uh, I like it's Tron. Jared Leto. I know. It, but He's yeah, a really we'll good see. actor. I just don't care for a lot of his roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so Tron Legacy came out and made $401 million. Not a huge, huge hit, but it was on $170 170 million dollar budget and it's better made, than tron yeah it made it you know made a profit and they were like we're gonna do tron 3 and then two things happened they released two other films that underperformed one uh Here we so go that was again. 2010 2012 we got john carter which called i didn't know it cost 250 million dollars yeah, to make john oh carter. yeah yeah only made back 284.1 well that didn't kill tron 3 but it put a dent in. And then what killed Tron 3? George Clooney. Oh, Tomorrowland. 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 And you can go by. I'm not making this up. Look at that. I, have, I still haven't watched it. Tomorrow. Really? I haven't seen that. Yeah. I haven't seen either. Have either I, one of you all seen this? I wanted no. to watch it on Disney Plus, Joe. But guess what? It's not on. Oh, I didn't know it was not on Disney Plus. I'm just, I'm a little shocked that neither one of you have ever. I wanted to see I it, have Joe. feelings about it. Well, here's the thing. I didn't know this, but so Tomorrowland. It's one of his favorite films. Um, Who's Tomorrowland. Kevin Smith, for the exact reasons I don't like it. So Tomorrowland cost $190 million to make, more than they had gave for Tron 3, or were going to give for Tron 3, and was directed by Brad Bird. Well, mm-hmm. guess who was also going to be the director of Tron 3? Brad Bird? Brad Bird, they wanted Brad Bird to come on because Brad Bird had the magic touch. Because what else had Brad Bird made? Mission Impossible. He had made two other films for Disney that made Incredibles. bank. Serious bank. And they thought, oh, well, Tron Legacy relaunched it, got some new fans, not as many as we wanted, but who, who will make a movie that will bring on new, new fans as well as keep the old? That's Brad Bird. Brad Bird will be able to do that. When Tomorrowland failed, they lost so much money. They said, we can't afford to risk another sci-fi venture, even though Tron was the most successful one. So they said, and Brad Bird was going to direct it. So we're ditching Brad Bird and we're ditching Tron. And that's what happened. So now allegedly Tron 3 will happen with the director of Tron Legacy, et cetera, et cetera. Now that being said, if it, if it actually happens this time, I don't know. But that to me is a weird business process you have two projects that failed you had one that was at least modestly successful why would you kill the third part of that because you had two limits well there's several reasons i mean the only reason you have incredibles too is because of tomorrowland yeah or at least of brad bird directing it. it's the only reason you yeah have. the second yeah. part of it can i talk about tomorrowland a little bit yeah, go ahead because I've got I've, because it killed some other things I want to talk about, or, or or decisions like this have killed some other things that I would have loved to see. But yeah, go ahead and then Brad I'll talk Bird about. Brad Bird is it. an extremely talented. Chad's right; he directed one of the Mission Impossible films on top of the uh, on top of the Incredibles, uh, Family Dog, uh, Iron Giant, one of the best animated films of all time. Mm-hmm. He's extremely talented. However, Tomorrowland. I had such hopes for because it's also written by uh, what's his face from Lost, who who was the writer and showrunner of Lost the last five seasons. Sorry, I can't remember his top of his name. Do you guys remember like they finding Walt's books and going through the archives and releasing this stuff and it just got blown completely out of proportion? They had Hugh Laurie, who's one of the best British character actors of the last 30 years as the villain. You have George Clooney, who I and Chad have both said is one of our favorite movie stars. Mm-hmm. He really Cary is. Grant. He is Cary Grant. He is a modern day Cary Grant, and he is an extremely talented person. He's a good writer. He's a fantastic director. He's a pretty damn good actor. Mm-hmm. How do you go wrong? I don't know. To me, it's a little Anne Ran. And what I mean by that is, I don't want to hear about your exceptionalism. Yeah. It's the same reason why Kevin Smith says it's an unappreciated classic talking about people with exceptionalism. Exceptionalism. I don't want to hear about it. I see this shit all the time. Fuck you, people. It just has just a just that it had that Beauty and the Beast Chad Jennings effect on me of fuck you, people. 
first of all, there's not much of a plot here. Second of all, it didn't make any sense. And third, fuck you people. Is it, so, it, it, is it kind of like the midichlorian thing? Uh, I don't need it. It's just, honestly, I blocked a lot of it out of memory because it's just not a very well told story either. There's probably a way you would have done it and it wouldn't have bugged me. It's just not a very well well told story. So I encourage both of you to see it. Is it as bad as Halloween Kills? Probably not. It does have George Clooney. Is it better than Army of the Dead? I remember Army of the Dead better. Ugh. Oh my God! Does that makes sense. Does it, does it promise a lot? And never deliver. Yeah, does it, does I it, think it promises. I think the whole does damn it misfire. Check off gun one after another after another after another. <laughs> I don't know, but Sulu was there. I think that's the second time I've made this joke on the podcast. Hey. All right, that's my opinion about that. I'm actually well, out of movies to bash for Disney. You guys got any well. Now here, here's the thing, and this is what I want to talk about because Disney has passed on so many, like Tron Three. Whether or not Tron's your thing, Tron Three, I think would have still made them money. So when they buried it, that caused issues. But do you know some of the other projects that they buried where I was like, oh my god, wouldn't have that been cool to see because of films like John Carter and 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 Tomorrowland? Have you all ever heard of Henry Selick's The Shadow King? No, or Henry Selleck. I know who that is. He's the actual director of, of Monkey yeah. Bone. <laughs> well, <laughs> some people know him for Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh. Well, Henry Selleck got picked up by Disney. So Henry Selleck had a couple more successes after. And, and so Disney eventually comes back to him and goes, hey, we'd like to work with you again. And oh, about 2012, right before John Carter. of Mar- By the way, I love John Carter. I really did enjoy the movie. Um, uh, because it's a classic story, it's based on uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs. That being said, The Shadow King by Henry Selick. Here's here's a plot directly from Henry Selick's press. God, every time I, I know who Henry Selick is, I know every you, I love Tom Selick. You want it to be Tom? I just Selleck, keep thinking you? of the mustache. Yeah, <laughs> I knew. Uh, the Shadow King is a magical tale about a nine-year-old New York orphan, Hap, who hides his weird hands from a cruel world so he, he has he has his hands are they're 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 overly long they're extended um however a living shadow girl teaches him to make amazing hand shadows that come to life and that he can control and then there's a uh and then he encounters a ravenous monster who wants to kill uh different people different orphans and he finds that he has a brother and he has to learn to control his, these shadow puppets to con- to protect the brother that he discovers, the other orphans, and stop this monster. And it was going to be done in that same Nightmare Before Christmas style for $50 million. And they canceled it when John Carter underperformed. Hmm. That could have been a cool movie. One other one, that they had a certain Hugh Jackman, who I w- I'm sure went on to do nothing, uh, was going to be a a movie called Ghostopolis, which is based on, I believe it's a, it's a Japanese manga uh, comic. Uh, so anyway, um, it's about a man who his charge is if anytime ghosts escape back to the land of the living, he hunts them down and sends them back, kind of a bounty hunter type role. Hugh Jackman is going to play that role. But when something goes terribly wrong, and a living boy gets sent over, he has to cross over with the help of a ghost who happens to be this kind of a noir detective type thing, happens to be the ghost of the woman that he loved who died. She helps him cross over to try to find the boy. That got canceled as well. With Hugh Jackman, live action. Mm-hmm. I, think that, I think that could have been a moneymaker. So I, I guess I that's know. Did you un- see Remembrance? No, did anybody else? How how bad is? Yeah, no. Say it the other way, Chad. There's a there's a far superior film, <laughs> Reminiscence. See, far superior, Chad. Far. Superior. Uh, is ours? But anyway, no. <laughs> really? That was, that was. I thought that was the good one. It had Rebecca Ferguson in it. Oh. Yeah. Was, but anyway, anyway, that's what and by the way, say. it's not good. It's so it's so God bless it predictable. It's not good. I was just joking. But anyway, so I, I guess that's I guess that's my unpopular Disney opinion as well, is that if you look at what they canceled, 
from amusement park rides. Did you know about the Dick Tracy ride that was going to happen, Chad? No. Dick Tracy's Crime Busters. Okay. They had it planned out. They had the animatronics started. It was going to be kind of like um, the, uh, the T-Rex ride. Yeah. yeah. Except you're going to board a police car and have to go through Dick Tracy's and they were going to be animatronics and you're going to actually have to have to God, I would have never gotten that. off that ride. Right. All these plans, you look them up. I'm not making this up. Dick Tracy's trying to stop research for it sometimes. You'll just get sad and angry because there yeah. was a Rocketeer one too. Um, mm, damn. But uh, quite as successful as they hoped they would be, though. Hoped, yeah. yeah. But they were also more successful than most other things they had on the market because well, it was the law the of Disney's time. Tracy. That's the problem with Dick Tracy is they thought they had Batman too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they did it. It just wasn't Batman too. Right. Maybe yeah. money. It just and, and and for you all, it came out in ninety the year after, right? I'm almost positive. Yep. It came out ninety the year after, yeah. That. And yeah. they thought they just made that, and that's not what they got. No. Yeah. But anyway, so that being said, I mean, that's one of the things that my unpopular Disney opinion, and I love Disney. I love going to the parks. I haven't got to go in about four years, um, but I loved going. And ain't, one day, ain't nobody there. Uh, no, no, they didn't do anything with that Star Wars that I've heard about. Um, but anyway, that being said, and the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I've heard is uh, it's an okay ride, I've heard. Yeah. Uh, that being said, you know, with all that in mind, um, all the successes they've had, when you go back and see some of the stuff, it seems like they put the wrong emphasis on the wrong place sometimes. And that's that's one of the examples that come to mind, because I think you know that they have one or two failures that belong to a genre tomorrowland john carter both being science fiction somewhat they they oh nobody wants science fiction anymore i don't think that's true i think they didn't want that science fiction and i say that as somebody that did enjoy john carter i enjoy uh, john carter it's not a great movie it's just I, the problem the problem is we've seen it all because everybody yeah, lifted yeah. from john carter yeah james that's part of it I mean, James is right. It's, it's part of it. And then I, I don't know. It just doesn't connect. No, that way. And John Carter is a historic f- character. Movie, it's complicated. Very complicated. Actor, not a movie star. No, they could have had me, but I turned him down. I know I'm a hideous toad. I get it. But there's just some people who got it. And some people who don't. No, you needed Errol Flynn in that. Or, you know what I'm saying? An Errol Flynn type character. You yeah, I was gonna say, see, see, yeah, see, say, Taylor Keish and Sam Worthington. <laughs> yeah, the only difference is Sam Worthington was in a movie where the movie star was the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's not true, John Carter. The movie star no. that movie was the director. Yep. And whatever it is, he just has the ability to to push and tap that vein of pop culture. But I, I, again, so I mean, my my two unpopular opinions so far would be, you know, again, there's just they they've dodged away from horror or from anything that could be long term scary, and, and then that they've made some decisions following finances where they cut. Uh, to me, they, for lack of a better term, they cut off their nose to spot their face and 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 just dodge certain areas. Whereas I think, I think Disney definitely. Well, I mean, they are now, right? They're making great science fiction and science fantasy movies and shows we see or that now on disney plus making shows yeah so they have the potential yeah but no marvel is doing that uh chad do you have anything else um i got one more and y'all are both going to shit on me for it well uh, it's never stopped you before yeah. and i've been eating brand i personally and I, i'm not a fan of either film but i prefer this one more than the the original emily Bunt. emily blunt is a better mary poppins than julie andrews Ooh, no. Even, I didn't see the end. I didn't even see I didn't even see Mary Poppins the original till after I'd saw Mary Poppins Returns. I'm well, you've never you had never seen I'd Mary never Poppins. Seen Mary Poppins one of my dad's favorite films. Uh I never it was one of my mom's favorite too, and I never cared for the no, damn I thing. got the, the advantage of watching it as a 40-year-old man who saw Mary Poppins Returns first. And actually, I that's that's the one thing that I think is slightly better about the original is there's there's, there's something about her that she just I don't yeah see I don't get it I don't get it Julie yeah, Andrews Julie uh, Andrews is a I think Emily, Emily Blunt gets I think Emily Blunt does it better with you know just slight little 
facial expressions, hand gestures, or Julie Andrews goes over the top. I just, I just, I don't find the, and I also don't find the original Mary Poppins all that entertaining. I just never have. I never, never did. I still can't watch it even after watching Mary Poppins too. Well, that's because it's not about her. It's about Mr. Banks. <laughs> and I don't like, I didn't ever liked it, but Emily Blunt, I just, I, she was, more, I think she had more charisma on the screen than Julie Andrews ever did. I just, I never could but get into it. Do you, do you think uh, it's, and I say this as somebody, if you've ever read yeah. uh, the original Mary Poppins books, Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins is, is a terrifying character. Oh God, yeah, like Willy Wonka. Yeah, or or uh, I mean, the actually what's probably closer to the book, um, Mary Poppins is like Nanny McPhee. Nanny McPhee okay. is closer that was, to. Thank you. That was the one I was trying to come up with. I was trying Nanny to think McPhee is closer to the book Mary Poppins than the Mary Poppins on, on Disney films. Yeah, because she's not overly attractive, right? In the no, in the and book. she's supposed to. I mean, she's almost cruel. Like she gets the job done. But she is not, and she has powers. Mm-hmm. But she is she is not playful. She is not, you know. There there is a directness to her, mm-hmm. perhaps a Britishness, if you. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I it's one of the things that that I, I do think. Um, and that was one of the biggest jokes about the that saving mr banks which was just a complete glam it was a complete cover-up by disney to make a movie that is not true about the actual representation of the author's reaction to it's her. two-thirds true it's two-thirds i mean she did hate yeah and, and that i love the fact now what they did right was they allowed that tape to play at the end yeah, that is actually true. her but yeah. um if and i know nobody else will be interested that in third this. act is where it really goes off the rails yeah, yeah exactly because yeah, none of that happened none of that happened that's true um but if you really want to hear somebody go off on that, Chad, and I've, I haven't managed to build him into this episode, so I don't now. Harlan Ellison, one of the last things he did was a blunt review of that film, and he said, and he worked for Disney briefly. And uh, oh, he, I wonder he, why it didn't last. Uh, <laughs> he he was. You want to know the honest truth? Why it didn't last, Chad? I know the story. He told the story several times. Yeah, uh, he was on his lunch break. And uh, and it was actually he got hired. I think it was in the late seventies, early eighties. They were kind of in that lull period, and they were like, uh, and they were joking around the lunch table. What could we do to put this back on the map? And he said, "Boys, let's make an adult Disney film." And he did the voice of Minnie Mouse, uh, um, doing uh, doing something you might see in an adult film. And uh, turns out that uh, somebody directly linked to the Disney family overheard him, and he was given his walking papers later that day. Wow. That's a true story. That's the story he tells. But he said, and that's what he says. He, was, uh, he said the last two-thirds of the movie, I mean, he's very blunt. He's very critical of the film in general. Because he said, no, the writer had every right to be angry about everything. If she didn't need the money, if she didn't have writer's block, Disney never would have got his hands on it. And and then they lied to her. Yeah. Cuz they said, "Oh, there'll be no animation and we'll do it all live action." And she was like, eh, "Okay." And then they animated a bunch of it and she hated that. You can read about that elsewhere. But anyway. Uh, you know, the only other thing I was going to say uh and this is actually when I pitched this idea, I said this. But I love Dick Van Dyke, don't get me wrong. Diagnosis Murder. Was it the greatest detective show? Of the late '90s, early 2000s, no. no but Cosby's Mysteries was Matlock. Um, but but everybody because everybody of Mary just Poppins, right over my comment. <laughs> no, I murder sure. Uh, no, uh, no, it every, was Matlock. He gave me a pudding pop, and I've not been able to remember the last few hours. <laughs> uh, every every my Green dad Brian actually. My, by the way, Chad, my dad actually loved the Cosby Mysteries. He was so upset when it, it when it got canceled. Oh. Um, but anyway, uh, getting free pudding pops. But Dick Van Dyke is always linked to Disney now. Everybody's like, "Oh, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins." Dick Van Dyke didn't work for Disney that much because, like, everybody thinks uh, Chitty, Chitty, Chitty Bang, Bang, Bang Bang, but that's that was MGM, right? And that was actually the only time the Sherman Brothers worked for another studio on a major project because they did the music for it. Anyway. That being said, I don't know why, and again, I'm not taking anything away from Dick Van Dyke, but why he gets all this Disney street cred now when the real OG, and even Disney admitted it because he was the first person named a Disney legend when they first started that process. The real Disney legend, the first legend they named 
was Fred McMurray. And yeah. that is probably that that's an unpopular Disney opinion today because people don't remember Fred McMurray. I agree with you. But Fred McMurray was the backbone of live action Disney yep. for quite some time. Yep. The Shaggy Dog was the first movie he did. There's a movie that's been remade at least three times. Fred McMurray, Haley Mills, and Dean Jones, and nobody talks about the three of them. Yeah, yeah. As I say, Dean what Jones, you say, no, huh. Huh. right? No, Fred no. McMurray, Haley yeah. Mills, and Dean Jones. They saved Disney's live action bacon outside mm-hmm. of nature films. Nature films mm-hmm. were their own thing. But no, you're absolutely right. So Fred McMurray, if you've never, I don't know how you would never have seen him, but the Shaggy Dog, the original one, he and then he played the absent-minded professor. He came back for the sequel, The Son of Flubber, Bon Voyage, Follow Me Boys, The Happiest Millionaire, and Charlie and the Angel. And by the way, Charlie and the Angel, speaking of a dark plot line, that's about a father who gets told by his guardian angel, hey, you've got about a week to live. And you have, and use it wisely. So he tries to spend as much time as, he's a businessman who pretty much, he, he's Mr. Banks. He works all the time and he realizes, oh, I've got to make things right. That being said, Fred McMurray uh, is a Disney legend that people have just seen, they've forgotten. And I agree, Joe, Dean Jones and Haley Mills are the other ones because you don't have... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you all out. You're missing one. I'm sure I am. Edwin. Oh, Edwin, yeah. And Edwin is a great character actor that no one remembers. Uh, no one talks about at all. No. I never hear the name. Um, and, 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 and I think most people probably 25 or 30 and above, if they saw Edwin for two minutes, they would go, Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was most notably, if y'all, if y'all don't know who Edwin is, uh, he was, uh, the Mad Hatter. Uh, and he was also, uh, the uncle from, uh, Mary Poppins. He's also in, you know, uh, Allison, uh, Babes in Toyland. I could go on. He's yeah, also I- the guy that sells the watch to Haley Mills with the scratch on that darn cat. That's right, folks. <laughs> he brought it all the way back. Darn um, well, and then you have, uh, actually, and the, who who is the guy that is the we voice? Gotta be of, wrap it up soon. I don't know. The, let me, the, there's one other one I want to give credit to that is also, as far as a voiceover work, is a legend, and I'm blanking on his, oh, Phil Harris is another one that doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Um, but he uh, he probably should. Uh, if if you're blanking on who Phil Harris is, kids, he would be one of the people that during his lifetime had two stars on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. He would be the voice of Little John in Disney's Robin Hood, Baloo the Bear in the Jungle Book, O'Malley in the Aristocats. I could go on and on. And later on in life, after Disney kind of got done with him. He is a narrator for Don Bluth in Rockadoodle. That didn't get him a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But if you watch any of those Disney cartoons from kind of the, the late 60s through the 70s, Phil Harris is going to do a voice in it. He's going to be a bear or a cat or something, but he's going to be doing some voice work. Yeah. All right. So those are the legends that people forget, and I just wanted to talk about. There's, there's an unpopular opinion. No offense meant to Dick Van Dyke, but I only a popular opinion I have is how they do the uh, parks now. But we're not going to get into it because it's really not part of the show. Oh well, Chad, I want to, I want to see if I can set Chad off real quick. Chad, do you know why they quit Rescue Rangers and all those shows at 65 episodes? No, why? You know, they, they used to be policy. They got offered more money to make more Rescue Rangers and turn it down because children's shows used to only require 65 episodes for syndication. They would cancel them and close it out. That's why we only, that's why they stopped DuckTales. Uh, it used to be their threshold, 65 and we're done. Yeah. And so if you're like me and you think, why did we ever stop getting those classic 80s Disney afternoon cartoons is because 65 gave them syndication and that's all they I'm want. only quasi not looking forward to Dark with the Duckwing Duck reboot because I just know it's not gonna be the Dark same. Duckwing Duck. Darkwing Duck did, reboot. I, did you watch did you watch the DuckTales? I didn't see DuckTales? that. No, I haven't watched the new DuckTales yet. I need to go and watch it because it, it's in there. I know you'll, he's in you'll there. see it. No, yeah. no, but the way they do it and the way they build Negaduck and all that stuff, 
it's uh, actually pretty well done. I, I mean, right. you're going to be, it's, it's going to be like, meh, but then you'll be like, ah, it's okay. It works out. Okay. I'll, All right, I'll, guys. I'll eventually get to it. It's pretty much the Wonder Man origin of uh, DuckTales. Oh, okay. This has uh, been Bonehead Weekly. Subscribe, tune in, and get some people to just get our numbers up. Yeah, comment for God's sakes. Just comment, please. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can say Chad sucks, and we'll be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I won't argue. <laughs> I mean, I've got a fragile ego. would never touch him or talk to him. Yeah. Grrrr. <laughs>